Hello and welcome to Bitten Bar Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. We are here to create a superhero all the way from scratch. From right, we're going to plant these seeds and we're going to pour some creative water on them, the creativity juice, whatever liquids this plant needs, and it will blossom into a wonderful, beautiful, unique superhero. Wow, My name we're, is... in, we're in a farm this time. Well, it's because we did a rural, uh, rural hero last week, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I'm still. Riding high in that nice, lovely... Uh, Riding. Hey. hey. So we made a scarecrow, made a rye last week. If you're fresh to this, uh, fresh as a daisy, one might say to this little old podcast of ours. And if you are fresh, I'm Dean, and I'm here to guide you all through the creative process. You know, but we're not doing it alone, as you might have heard. There's Jade joining us. There's Josh joining us. All my favorite comic people are here, and we're gonna we're gonna nurture this this hero right uh plenty of manure plenty of well <laughs> just heap shit on this yeah. hero that'll do say, it we'll see how the well, generator is first there might be a lot of uh, manure added to it <laughs> like that's the thing though you see a lot of posts by like writers where they're like i love torturing my fictional characters so maybe pouring manure on the on the the fictional character on this little seed is sort of our way of expressing that similar sentiment and this, oh even better that's how they grow as well, both the characters and the plants. It's a very deep metaphor. I think this is getting away from you, Deans, again. No, no, no. I'm actually, I'm pruning it. I'm pruning it to become like a perfectly shaped uh, hey, Dean. plant. Yes. Dean, can you look up from the from the weeds for a moment? Okay. What's uh, up? I was just wondering. Uh, I have. It's a rather a stupid question. I don't know. <laughs> If it's even worth asking this. Have you read a comic this week? Or better yet, uh, which Tokyo Pop property have you been reading this week, Dean? (laughs) Oh, right. You seem to have my number on this one. Listen. Listen to both of you. Stop your bullying. I've read a comic this week. Or, well, this comic is so long, there's no way a human being can get to the end of it in two weeks. Again, this is one that... um, you know, nostalgia hit me because you know when you're you. We all must have read web comics when we were teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. And like <laughs> that was a very stern hum, then, Josh. No, I don't think I really have. Really? Aww. Yeah. You missed out. Um, but you know, there's no such thing as uh, you know, too too late. Um, anyway, so I was wondering, like, oh, I haven't read this web comic in so long. I wonder where it's at. I wonder if it's still even going is the more pertinent question. I checked it, and it's still going after about uh, 17 years. Still oh, chugging along. I can't believe Dean's about to champion control or delete. control or delete in the bin. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about Girl Genius. Have any of you heard about Girl Genius? Why does this sound so familiar? I'm I sure haven't. it will come it's, back to me. Uh, by Phil and Kaja Foglio. And yeah, it's been running since 2002 and it's a freaking juggernaut. Um, I used to read it because I used to be into steampunk, that whole thing. And this is a self-confessed gas lamp fantasy comic, which is just like so much better than steampunk because like there's some dicey stuff with the whole steampunk thing. <laughs> um, either way, it's about a young woman called Agatha Clay who um, is incredibly smart in this like your your stereotypical steampunk setting there's there's brass ass robots everything's powered by coal and and you know h- hard work in oil um there's it's set in like an alternate reality europe the law is thick in this one 
But Agatha um, gets set free from her university drug drudgery when uh, a young... He's not a royal. He's like aristocratic young fellow called Gilgamesh Wolfenbach. This, this is the kind of comic that is, it is. That's very 2002. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And uh, they go on an adventure to learn about Agatha's Agatha's history, shall we say, which is all very mysterious. But yeah, this comic has like thousands of pages uh, just banked into it. There's so many characters, uh, like, like triple figures. It's It's been going for so long, like it's just like a pillar it's time to share some love it's it's been put in it's it's paid its dues shall we say <laughs> and you know the the artwork has this like really wonderful um european style to it it's kind of like sort of like a gritty asterixy but a little bit mature it's all it's all like fully colored as well like full like properly rendered and of course being a like like a gas lamp fantasy comic it's you got these really like intricate looking machines can um blimps castles that walk on stilts like traveling circuses the whole shebang um if you've got like a few months to spare i i would recommend digging in on that and if you like steampunk then you know go ahead and check that out as well i read a comic wow i'm in shock there you go jay what you've been reading have you read a comic this week, or are you recommending a fictional character of some sort? Oh, yuck, yuck, I'm Dean, and I love superheroes, except when I don't. Um, Excuse I me. have not read a webcomic, or a manga, oddly uh, enough, um, or a light novel, which I happened to <laughs> recommend last week. Um, yeah. No, uh, I have read something that's been sat on my bedside table for a long time, because I knew it was going to be perfect, and you know when you're just like... I'll get to you. you you're going to be good when I get to you. <laughs> when I need you, you're there. Exactly. And I had a terrible night one night and I just kind of flopped on the bed and, and went through it half night. It was wonderful. Um, it's What is Left by Rosemary Valero O'Connell. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Um, so it's about a spacecraft that uses a combustion engine core that's powered by memory, but the core is unstable and it explodes, burning up the crew of a ship and crash the survivor. And the survivor wakes up on a planet alone, but partially inside the memories of the core, which, as it turns out, the core memories came from another member of the crew, dead. Uh, And so unfolds a very short and delicate story of our survivor experiencing the crew mate's memories and, you know, growing attached to them because that's kind of inevitable when you spend so much time with just like an individual um, and the whole time they're lamenting the fact that they never actually got to know them while they were on the same ship. Yeah. Like, like they sat across from them at breakfast, but they only said, like, casual greeting. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's what it's about. And I just love the purple and pink palette. It's It just feels delicate. Um, mm. And I really like uh, the meticulously crafted line work. It's really beautiful how Rosemary shows the survivor flowing from one memory to the next. Like, there's some really kind of, like, lovely swooshy lines. And um, there's, like, even a point uh, during, like, the explosion portion... There's like some commentary over it from, I don't know, like some sort of base where they hear about the explosion and they're like, Mm. oh, but it's kind of beautiful when it explodes. And the other person's like, you think it's beautiful when people get burned up in an explosion? (laughs) And as they're like talking about this, like this beautiful flow of like stuff out of the memory core, but then there's hands like reaching out of it that are dead people and stuff. So it's like morbidly beautiful. Mm. Um, so I like all that flowy kind of stuff but then there's some nice kind of stark square panelling as well like uh, there's a stark jolt of a couple of simple panels where the survivor thinks that they make 
eye contact with the memory host. Yeah. So it's like a really shocking moment. Um, but overall, it's just a really lovely comic. Um, and I'm really looking forward to Rosemary's other book, uh, Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. Oh, is and that I'm, an Eisner Award winner? I don't know, maybe. But it's with it's uh, co-created with Mariko Tamaki. So like, I'm bound to recommend that <laughs> when <laughs> I was, like, as soon as I've read it. If it isn't a winner, it probably should have been. <laughs> Excellent. Uh Thank you, Jade, for that wonderful suggestion about memories. Josh, did you remember to read something? I did remember to read something, but also uh, Jade's recommendation jogged my memory, and it turns out I also have what is left on a pile of books on my chair. <laughs> oh, and get so on that. So I was flicking through it whilst it was going, uh, being recommended, and yeah, the, the colour palette <laughs> on this is whoo. <laughs> I just yeah. like the, I like the idea of you just like flicking through and lo- like after Jade's jug draw memory and just being <laughs> like, like yeah, it's just just like a good. fucking book club or something like well <laughs> everyone yeah you know that might be a good subject for a podcast we Stop should that. start that <laughs> um, but what we should start is my recommendation which much like Jade's mine is a book that has been on my shelf for many a year now oh no <laughs> oh dear and has also been a I look at it and I think, yes, I know that I'm going to read you someday, or at least start reading you someday, and I know you're going to be top quality. Mm. And it is. Um, <laughs> so I've been reading, it's by a young upstart by the name of Hayao Miyazaki. Um, <laughs> so I've finally cracked into the massive box set that I have of Nausicaa uh, and the Valley of the Wind. Oh, you've done the thing I cannot. <laughs> yes. Listen, that if if anyone has seen that box set, you all know how just like Jade said, how intimidating you it is. You can kill someone with that box set. <laughs> like it's thick. It's like in this like cardboard sheath as well. Um, and like the art is just impeccable. You can fit so many insects and existential ponderings about your life in this book. Because <laughs> hot damn, um, it is as good as I thought it would be. Um, so this is a story that um, Miyazaki eventually went on to adapt. To show the length of this, the Nausicaa film covers the first chapter and a half. Oh my god. X what? I was, because basically I'm on about halfway through uh, chapter three-ish, and most of the big stuff that happens towards the end of the movie to do with the Omu being trapped and having to kind of stuff like that, that happens start of chapter two. Wow. Um, it does. That's the film nuts. does take a bit of. Um, I think it takes some stuff from the future and kind of pops onto the end because I haven't seen the massive God Soldier stuff that comes up yet. And that's only because this book is incredibly dense. Um, Miyazaki manages to fit so much into his paneling, um, but it never feels stodgy. Hmm. It doesn't feel like it's a. <sighs> okay. This page is quite long. Um, is that? It's not a One Piece then. No. Um, it has a. <laughs> It has a really good flow to it, and every single panel is just packed full of stuff. Um, mm. So quickly to go into the plot, it's all about Nausicaa, who is the princess of the Valley of the Wind. And basically there's her kingdom has just been told that they have to sign up to fight in the war against two neighbouring kingdoms. Um, and basically, if not, then stuff's going to happen to her perfect little Valley of the Wind. Some background on the, the world that they're in. Um, there was once a week called the Seven Days of Fire, in which pretty much it caused an apocalyptic event and took the world down to kind of not quite... Like, they've got a couple of, like, gunships from the old days, but otherwise it's all, like, wind power and stuff. 
and basically outside of their village is just this l- massive forest just full of bacteria and poison and massive kingdom-sized insects. Yeah. And, yeah, um, Nausicaa ha- kind of has, like, a little vibe with the insects. She can see into their hearts and kind of see what they're meaning, and she kind of gets that something isn't quite right. And, yeah, the story's kind of all about that, and it's all about war. And, my God, there is so much more war in this than I remember. Um, <laughs> oh, no. It's really brutal. Um, but, yeah, no, Miyazaki is... Um, a master. Yeah, naturally. Yep. And yeah, it's really good. Um, if you can get a hold of this manga, I'm not even sure if... Because I think it was like a limited edition box or something. If you can get hold of it, please do try and read it. Because it is just... It's something to behold. Yeah, like... I, I remember seeing a few pages of the art and just like... His line work is just like... It's almost like... There's not a huge amount of line like variance. Like in terms of its, um, its point, its width. But like... It's every line is like hatched like precisely where it needed to be to like convey that certain shape or that certain shadow. Um, it's yeah. What you're it's saying ridiculous. is that he draws well. He draw good. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, no motion's really good. Just as an aside, I I turned around to uh, check where my volumes were. They're on my to read shelf, right <laughs> in the middle, and the shelf is bowing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it's it'll a heavy do that. pair. <laughs> mm. Mm-mm-mm. Maybe we can have a race to see who can like read it first. Oh God! <laughs> Jade's a pretty fast reader, so I like, am. they'll probably get My that. My focus is really bad though <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> a beautiful suggestion, Josh. Mm, um, it was. I don't. Su- I don't suppose you got a suggestion for like an idea for a gem for a seed of a superhero, do you? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's beautiful though. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just not what I think of as beautiful. Um. Let me just ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about G.I. Joe? Oh, gross. I, f- gross. I feel neutrally about the modern films, um, although I did enjoy the part where they had dogfights in submarines. That was, uh, yeah, as goofy and as fun as it sounds, but I never really watched the cartoon as a kid because it was just a little bit before my time. I agree on both sides. I don't particularly like it, and I'm middling on the films. However, <laughs> it turns out that G.I. Joe has... A selection of villains called Cobra. Yes, they do. And let me tell you, they got some stupid names. They got ah. some stupid names. I'm they got mad stupid Ooh. names. So what have I got? I've got the uh what is your Cobra name? Ooh good. Am I Snake Eyes? Am I Death Head? Am I uh... It's pretty stupid kind of stuff. Um <laughs> but it that in, in that stupid way where only good superheroes can come out of. I don't want to say that's a guarantee, but it's quite good. Listen, uh, actually, I don't know much about G.I. Joe, but I do know a lot about the G.I. Joe piss take from Venture Brothers, Sphinx. Sphinx. There you go. Um, Where, like, uh, I'm pretty sure the creators for that series said a lot of stuff along the lines of, we wanted to give these guys really stupid names, but G.I. Joe already took them. (laughs) (laughs) So, what we got? Uh, so this is a classic uh, birth month and birthday. Who wants to go first? Jade. Me, me, me. Yes. Cool. Uh, you are June, June aren't 17. you? You are Mistress, and sorry, 17th, mm-hmm. Mistress Disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jade, but Jade is Mistress Disagreement. <laughs> um, Dean, you're up? Yes, yes. September. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baroness. Okay. Okay. Um, what's the um, date? 
the 12th. Oh, damn, I thought it was the 15th. That would have been good. Otherwise, you could have been Baroness Overkill. Um, oh. But I'm afraid not. Your bar- your Baroness Torpedo. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. All I can imagine is like a Bayonetta-esque character, but instead of guns, it's it's torpedoes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! C- keep it to yourself <laughs> well, a moment, Dean. Well, that's <laughs> it from Bitten by yeah. Radio. I'm, I'm a whirlwind. Um, for me, um, I am November, so I'm Professor. Mm-hmm. However, I'm also seventeenth, so I'm Professor Disagreement, which isn't crazy good. Um, can you guys think of a number between one and thirty-one? Twenty-four. Eighteen. Okay, don't twenty. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a shit one. It's Professor Heat. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bit generic. I mean, I went with your one for that one. Uh, Jade, your one was Asp. Oh, okay. Professor Asp! <laughs> Professor Asp. I... <laughs> Professor Asp! I don't know what Asp is, so... Yeah, uh, so that's shit. Uh, no, an Asp is like a kind of snake. Yeah. Oh, is it? It's, like a... it's the kind that... Um... Bites Cleopatra in Antony and Cleopatra. Uh, an asp is imagine like a, a bad snake, a crap snake. <laughs> a crap you know, like snake. when when like people do an impression of a snake and it's just like a. <laughs> that's what? the sound an asp makes. No one's also, ever no one's ever made that for an impression of a snake before. Also, an asp is a kind of baton as well. It's, it's the one the uh, the UK's p- police Look, carry that you, we know, are, you whip it out. We're dwelling too much on this shitty name. Yeah, we're um, not going with this so one. So we're either going to go for Baroness Torpedo or Mistress Baroness Disagreement. Baroness Torpedo, absolutely. There we go, guess... Baroness Torpedo. It's done. Um, I guess let's... it's Baroness. Yeah. So your Bayonetta character, Dean. And that's it. And they blow up. Uh, see, it's the Cobra name generator. And mm-hmm. Cobra are the bad guys. Mm. Is Baroness a bad guy? Um, Bar- Baroness Torpedo, they don't sound good. I'll, I'll say <laughs> it's that. It's not great. It's not a great start, is no it? No one's ever heralded, my god, I only wish Baroness Torpedo was here. They'd, <laughs> they'd know how to solve this conundrum. Yeah, it sounds like Baroness Torpedo would make every situation they're in worse. Yeah, it's definitely more of a, oh no, it's Baroness Torpedo. Fuck's sake, it's the Baroness. <laughs> Shit. Um... <laughs> Okay. Jade, I tried to look up what specifically a baroness is, and the first few results are all about a fucking band named Baroness. Get out of here! <laughs> what kind of band is Baroness? Oh, uh, the American heavy metal. Band. Oh, of course they are. Yeah, obviously it's the equivalent of Baron. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> this is why Google isn't a co-host. I kind yeah. of think of like Marie Antoinette kind of looking stuff. Is that yeah. Edwardian or Georgian? It does say Old French Baron. Like, okay. Comes from the- See, now now we don't often dabble in our expanded universe ideas. No. But could Baroness Torpedo be a part of the uh, Princess Pirate? Was it Princess Pirate? Uh, no, it was uh, Sailor Princess. Sailor Princess. Oh my god, I'm, I'm so sorry, Shaz, Oh my gosh, listening. yeah, Baroness Torpedo mm. totally fits into that naming <laughs> convention. With uh, Princess Sailor. So, so Sailor Princess. Yeah, Sailor yeah, Princess, Princess, sorry. Um so for the uninitiated uninitiated, a few a few episodes ago, we did one with uh, our very good friend uh, Shanaz Maseni and we came up with Sailor Princess who is pretty much the the princess of a giant sailing boat nation uh who eats ropes, is very burly. Jay did an excellent illustration oh. of them. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like 
kind of like One Piece, but like 0% land at all. Um, See, the mm. thing is, though, like, I really loved Sailor Prince and the settings in him, but don't you think we're kind of shoehorning ourselves in if we stick Baroness Torpedo in this setting? Because uh, then you're just going to go very straightforward, like, oh, there's torpedoes underwater, I guess. Um, if you can come up with... I, I, I hate to play this card in a podcast all about creativity and pushing oh, the boundaries. Oh, are you about to challenge me? If you've got a better idea. Okay, the gloves are off. Uh, Baroness Torpedo torpedoes their way into situations. So um, I'm going to go with Baroness as in the kind of the more nanny-ish like background to that term. Yeah. You, know, you know, like a, a, a governess type, perhaps. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're a know-it-all, they think they know best, um, they're very controlling, and picture just, you know, that very typical kind of anime humor, where someone has their hand outstretched, very, very straight hand. <laughs> no, 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 oh, not no, like that. One. Oh. No, 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 the one that where, so, mm. that was very good, a good ho-ho-ho-ho. Thank you. Uh, no, I'm talking the joke kind, where someone says something very straight, and they just, they just like... Quah, their hand they just like oh it out. like a little yeah yeah. yeah 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 so imagine baroness torpedo just torpe- torpedoing their way into a situation with their hand out like that just like being like well actually and just like <laughs> torpedoing in like from under a table through a window mm. you know now see, see, can i mm. give you an idea of how they're going to torpedo their way in go on and it is shamelessly Stealing from another media. Mm-hmm. Who remembers Tau Pai Pai in Dragon Ball? Yep, absolutely. You idiot, cool. Go of for course, it. Jade's going to know about <laughs> Dragon Ball. Uh, and I'm also speaking almost rhetorically to our listeners. So, Tau Pai Pai in Dragon Ball was an assassin who, on several occasions, would pick up things, throw them, jump on them as they're in the air, and then kind of travel on them. They did okay. it to a tree, and they did it to a pillar, I seem to remember. I'm more into that than torpedoing the conversations. Like, Jade, it was it was a good attempt, but oh, like... Oh, no, I, I'm still saying that they'll do that. Thank but you. But I'm saying their dramatic entrance is going to be a very dramatic, because they're just going to be picking up anything and getting there very quickly. So they turn anything into a torpedo. Yes. That's their power. Okay, right. So, wait, let me just, like, further define it one one last stage let's say their power is that what whatever they throw it doesn't travel on like a, a ballistic trajectory it just goes dead straight you know there's no arc when they throw shit it just goes dead straight you can jump on that shit torpedo your way into anywhere it's 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 excellent it's good i like what if, it what if um it, the power only works if like tau pai pai they are riding it oh that mm. that takes some some agility i'm i'm try- just imagine trying to jump on something that you're throwing. Well, I'm just saying because that's that's what Josh was originally going for, yeah. as in that's how they torpedo in situation. Mm. I mean, I I'm I have to you have to forgive me. I'm very stuck in reality when I'm talking about you know how, you know how hard it'd be to jump on something you're throwing. That listen, it's only fun if it can actually happen in real. Life. Fuck fuck that guy. Look, how are we going to be able to do the gritty realistic reboot in a couple of years if we can't <laughs> peg the like? It won't work normally, so you know we've got to, we've got to think forward. Exactly, mm-hmm. you know we've got to plan ahead. Mm. Um, but no, fuck planning ahead. I want, I want to be able to. I want this character to throw like two like spoons or something, and then use each of them as skates through the air. That'll be very fun. Okay, well that now that brings up the idea of how big does the thing have to be? 
as it can be any size as long as it's fun. Because then we've got enough wiggle room to have it fail. So I think when... they need to have both of their feet on it. Yes. It has to be like something you can envision pushing their entire weight. Mm. Like, like a propelling spoon. them. Like a tiny button. Not knife. a spoon. <gasps> what happens if they throw a skateboard? Not a thing with wheels. What? Again, what happens when they throw a skateboard? Why would they? Jump they? On it? they don't need that. What happens if they throw a chair and they sit on it? No, they can't sit on it. They have to stand <laughs> on it. It d- doesn't work with their... It's going to be like a chi thing. It'll only work if it goes through the soles of their feet. <laughs> it's like a chi thing. You have to fix your chakra on the feet. You can, totally, you can totally use a chair, but they have to stand on the chair. Yeah, they've got to stand on the chair. <laughs> they can kind of do that thing where, like... Um, so they'll have one... F- like, the chair... Will the back of the chair will be facing forward? They'll have one foot on like the top of the chair. Yeah, I kind know of what you like mean. yeah, and then the other one's just on there, and they're kind of balancing and they're looking quite like cool it. doing it. I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, when like so, people like so, skid across hold on. them. Hold on, when they when they throw the thing and they jump on it, mm-hmm. I'm not talking like you know when uh, Tao Pai Pai throws like the big tree. Mm-hmm. They kind of stand like so the tree is almost like along the horizon. They're standing on it, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking that because it's a torpedo. They have to stand on the tip, so they're like heading straight. So they're heading head first. I don't yeah. think they would necessarily have to, but they do. Yeah. You know, because, you know, it's, bar- it's the Baroness. they got to make an entrance. So, like, the chair situation would be just like you said, but like just tilt it 90 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta sit on the edge. You gotta make it look cool. Except stand. Standing, Dean. Gotta get this point home. Oh, so- standing. sorry. Standing. <laughs> That's my mistake. That's what I meant to say. Can they ride other people that they throw? Mm, no. Are you, sh- are you sure? Yes. Yeah. You- I mean, I you- mm. think. think it does about seem how quite villainous that they would be. do that. Yeah, but what if it's like bad guys that they're surfing on? Maybe they have a dumbass sidekick that is like their last resort to throw every time, and they're like, "Oh, not again!" Oh, that poor guy. <laughs> Maybe it's... puts the little helmet on, and they're like, "Let's go sit up, st- stand on me, Baroness." What else are you good for, Professor Asp? <laughs> <laughs> ah! Oh, the any it 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 works out because Professor Asp are probably they're probably like an asp. They're probably like a snaky person, you know, which is perfect for riding on. You ride on the asp, not not like a, a natural size asp, but like an, an mm. asp, a human sized asp, 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 asp. What do you think, Jade? Uh, I guess it's just that's, a throwaway joke. <laughs> that's all we need. Your throwaway joke. I got it out of the bin. I unscrumpled it. <laughs> I'm laying it out on the table. Um, I would also like to throw in a costume idea. Ooh, straight away, go. Mainly, I just like to lean into the kind of George and Edwardian type thing again, mm-hmm. you, or maybe kind of like. Like a judge's wig, you know, the like the little okay. swirls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But inside the swirl is a torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're talking like a Marie Antoinette style because that's massive and can actually hide a torpedo in it. Yeah, but I was thinking multiple torpedoes. Okay, Josh, why why not have both, bro? So they've why kind of got like both? three curls going down their hair, mm-hmm. and each one of those little like where basically where the cylinder would be is a torpedo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you could just do like a really long kind of Marge Simpson type style hair with oh, like a torpedo. Oh wait, I see what you mean. You mean so like they could fire the torpedoes out of their hair, like like yeah. so they were facing you, the torpedoes would come straight at you. Is that what you mm, mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
We're, we're adding that power. No, wait. You can do both. <laughs> you can have little torpedoes in the little ringlets at the side and then one big one, the Marie Antoinette. Yeah, you can that works. Both, I'll take that. Bro. It's compromise. Okay, this is good. Now, I feel like what we haven't touched upon recently, like, um, you know, last episode, we had quite a light narrative to our hero. The one before that, I don't think we got into deep either. Cor- feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. But, like, who is... The Baroness. Who is Baroness Torpedo? Let's mm. let's 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 dig them out of this uh, little story iceberg and let's sculpt it good and proper. I mean, all, all I can imagine is just like a very powerful, commanding character who, well, their power is literally all about like cutting in and just like making themselves known. So, what they don't like is a disruption of the status quo. Mm-hmm. It seems like it. So, effectively, to take us to an old favourite, we're going to go for the bank job. I hoped you'd say that. But at this point, the Baroness isn't involved. Okay. There's some random mooks, and there is a hero called Blank Slate, who (laughs) doesn't matter what they do. Yeah. yeah. So, Blank Slate is saving the day, um, because... The bank's getting robbed. Yes. But (laughs) now, yeah, but then I've tried to think, wait, hold on, which part of this is the status quo? Um, well... Surely, wait. wait, 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 wait. Surely then, if you're having something mess with the status quo, you need something unfair to be happening, like, yeah. say, mobsters having a secret deal using funds from people's pensions. Mm. Isn't... Wait, what? Isn't the bank job enough of a break of the status quo? Yeah, not, but then, but then like... they're going... But it's more of a that they're going to be stopping the hero from stopping the bank job. Oh, wait. So then if they were stopping the hero, then they'd be making the bank job happen, which would mean that then the status quo isn't upheld. Oh, I forgot. Baroness is a villain. Baroness yeah. is a villain. <laughs> um, We made a villain. Whoops. I mean, it's inevitable. Right, no. The status quo in this bank job is that the uh, maybe the uh, head of the bank, maybe the bank... Mm-hmm. Well, listen, there, there ain't no ethical consumption under capitalism. The fucking... <laughs> The, the bank manager, the, the CEO of the corporation, crooked as fuck. So the status quo is that these Robin Hood-ass bank robbers are stealing from the rich. They might give it to the poor. They're, at least they're taking it from the rich. They've done half the work. They're, they might they're give okay. it to the poor, unthinkable. Ah, okay, so the, let's actually just take Blank Slate out of it entirely. Yeah. And that the people robbing the bank are actually heroes. Okay, I like it. And then they'll be go. redistributing the wealth. Mm-hmm. Amongst the, the peasants. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Um, I know I said it as an idea, but we we are at a very deep crossroads. And, uh, you know, listen, it's been a trying week for politics. I'm not even going to say a much eat more than rich. that. Eat the rich! Are we going down an eat the rich route? Are we Roll going out to the guillotine. Are we, they are a baroness. <laughs> I mean, well, the baronesses would be the ones in the guillotine, surely. Yeah, the Baroness is a villain. We're making a villain, so the Baroness would uphold the status quo, which is villainous. Oh, it clicked. Good. Oh, my God. I can't believe our our villain is one of the worst things of all. (laughs) Capitalist. Um, No, they just, you know... Yeah, so we're taking this on like a... We're just flipping our usual formula, Mm -hmm. just turning it upside down, and now we've got bank robbers who are going to be helping stuff... In comes the Baroness smashing through a window. Mm-hmm. And I guess they, like, throw some of the, the, the very heavy marble desks towards the uh, 
the the very good rubbers riding uh, upon it. I have a request. Um, coming back to my very early suggestion of them verbally, in, <laughs> verbally interrupting situations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I need them to have like really shitty catchphrases, like "I think you'll find" and <laughs> "Well, actually." I think "Well, actually" is that's the one. <laughs> that I think we we all know someone we all know a well actually mm-hmm. don't we? So like you can just picture these Robin Hood esque peeps mm-hmm. um, in the vault. Like one one of them's perhaps a little younger, and they're like, I, I can't believe we're doing this. This this is going to mean so much to so many people. We, we're affecting real change. And then you just hear, <laughs> 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 well actually. <laughs> You you hate capitalism, yet you live in a capitalist society. <laughs> and then they come in and they just kind of kick these heroes in the face as they travel by them on a marble desk. Very brutally, really. Yes, I like this. It's going to be a sad one, though. It's going to mm. be a, a real one, if you know what I mean. But, you know, sometimes you got to touch upon the, the current social climate in order to make your comic more accessible and more readable and yeah so Bar- baroness baroness does dumb shit like when the heroes uh start to fight with them and uh try and lobby arguments at them like don't you see that what we're doing is right you know we we need to redistribute the wealth and and create we need like uh universal pay and and uh <laughs> standardized housing and, and all that kind of shit <laughs> billionaires are bad can't you see and baroness is like can't you just, you know, borrow from your trust funds? Can't you just sell one of your offshore houses? Listen, I had it too. I could only get a £10,000 uh, loan from my father, and I made it just fine. Just sell it to fucking Aquaman. I'm because- only renting three houses for my children so they can <laughs> afford housing. <laughs> Listen, you, if you're so poor, how can you afford an iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, if anything, it wouldn't be iPhone. It'd be, how did you afford those gadgets? I've got to make oh, it superhero-based, Dean. Come on, come on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'll keep up, I'll keep up. But no, this, okay, this is excellent. Maybe it's, like, I guess what we're doing, we're turning that side, quote-unquote, of Twitter.com into a villain. Yes. Um, You know who you are, and if you're listening, stop listening, I guess, because it's about to get real heavy. Um, Is, uh, is it going to get heavy? I don't know where we can... <laughs> I mean, well, are, they, heavy. are, are they going to like, get? Are they going to get defeated? They're going to have a real rough time because I think the Baroness. I don't see how they're going to get defeated. Well, 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 I was going to touch upon that. Like the Bar- I don't think the Baroness will get defeated, not by one quick change, but by a lot of small systematic changes oh, that will Dean, be made. That sounds, over- that sounds almost hopeful. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> that, that's how no. it'll end it'll end with one of like the Robin Hood characters and they'll say don't worry they'll get it eventually and then they'll kind of shrug and it'll say the end <laughs> no just the end ellipses that's it oh question God. mark no it'll end with the Baroness also being sad because well they're being pestered but unfortunately like the pestering isn't doing that much you know yeah the Baroness is. just keeps torpedoing their way into situations because they're fucking lonely and money can't solve all their problems it doesn't matter how much shit they buy and how few taxes they pay it's not gonna make them happy oh, all, all of this wealth on my Cayman Island and yet I still feel hollow ah <laughs> oh, well ugh, I, I I regret asking for a story now <laughs> <laughs> good job Dean <laughs> oh I thought I thought it'd be funny we could have had Professor Asp, and this could have been a whole different episode. Oh, Professor Asp is still here. 
How? They're just a shitty assistant. They're just a shitty assistant. Maybe they're like, you know, part of their media team or something. Part of the Baroness's media team. So they just like flood Facebook with ads saying. Again, you keep <laughs> going modern. I thought this was like a... Um... It's, another, it's another period piece. Yeah. Is it a period piece? Okay. Uh, they're just flooding the streets with various propaganda aimed at certain age groups. Well, um, no, what, what's happening is that the Baroness is throwing their assistant like a torpedo, yeah. riding on them, and their assistant is just dropping flyers as they fly across the street. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Listen, you should be thankful you're just working. There's a lot of people without a job, so even if you're not earning anything, you're still getting experience. And let's <laughs> yes, be frank... <laughs> ASP is not paid. Let's let's be frank, Like a lot of people are seeing you with me, so that's some good... E- exposure. You should be grateful. You should be grateful. Listen, the sis- you know, not all people get the kind of support that you do. I'm going to look after you, Professor. fuck, every time the Baroness crashes into somewhere and, like, ruins a building or, like, some classic architecture or whatever, they pause and turn around, find the nearest vulnerable person and blame them. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Or if it's something like that that's particularly valuable, they'll, like, you know, they'll fix the problem. They'll, like sort out the, the, the quote-unquote injustice, and then they'll say, oh, this very famous church got ruined. I tell you, <laughs> listen, I, I'll help fix it. I promise I'll donate some money. You know, this is ruined, but w- we'll get it all back to how it was. Oh, is is Baroness um, Torpedo a bit like Lucius Malfoy in that sense? Like, politically, they are... A shitbag? Leg- no, no, like, they're legally al- like allowed to do shit with their money. And, like, it's a public secret that they're actually this villain that keeps blasting into places. <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much. Just one of those, you know, this type of people that promise th- to fix a certain cathedral and then they don't. And then no one really gives a shit anyway afterwards. That kind of villain, you know? I feel I mean? like after I've done the illustration of Baroness Torpedo, I'm going to have to burn it ritualistically. <laughs> <laughs> and just just get the ashes and just like spread them out don't don't toss them into the atmosphere though just like nope. just put them down the sink okay just wash them away two things <laughs> two just the two just the two first point um instead of a domino mask they're gonna have kind of like one of those old school masquerade masks of course done like with like the massive like feathers on one side Mm-hmm. Two from like an ex- extinct species or something. Two. Yeah, sure. Um, two. They're so bad. I think we need to bring in a hero to defeat them. Yes, I think you're right. <laughs> and it's Professor Heat. Nothing's going to be as satisfactory for the end of this episode, other than I know you said to not have Sailor Princess, <laughs> but think fucking... about the idea of Sailor Princess lassoing the torpedo spinning it around and just sending it straight back where they came from. I, have, I mean, that's pretty good. I have another option for you. Mm. Um, I'm Asp. renaming them slightly. Asp. Asp. No, shut Asp. up. No, you've forgotten all about my one. Uh, mistress Mixtress Disagreement. Mixtress Disagreement. Because, uh, uh, like, what, what do you need to deal with stupid politicians and rich snobs? You need... A speaker, perhaps, <laughs> <laughs> to moderate the disagreement mm. and yell oh at everyone, God. order. <laughs> is So what we have is fucking like John Perk Burko as a fucking superhero there. 
Oh, I nah. wouldn't want to glorify this walking meme of a man, but yeah. um, yes, uh, a perhaps like Baroness uh, Torpedo is not violently beaten up hmm. because, I don't know, I feel like that doesn't seem like the right way for this to end. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it'd be satisfying, but it won't bring about any meaningful change. That's true. Hmm. Maybe we can have both verbal takedown and then, whoops, guillotine. <laughs> 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 I mean, just, what, you know, you ever just whoops guillotine someone? Whoops. When when about are we setting this in terms of our period? Because if we get that period just right, if we can time that period just right, there may be an accidental guillotine in there somewhere. <laughs> but no, oh my I, god, they ge- they, they fucking torpedo their way through as a guillotine drops, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it ends. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to get away from, like, um, mixtress disagreement because, you know, they're, but maybe they don't have a leg to stand on. Maybe their argument oh, oh, is falling yes. flat. Yes, mixtress disagreement's power is to always have a contradictory point. Mm-hmm. So oh, whenever nice. they are, yeah, whenever they argument, uh, argument, whenever they disagree <laughs> with someone, um, they, like, no matter the opponent, they back them into a corner. Mm verbally so the person just left floundering and baroness is just like panicking and panicking and then they just throw the nearest thing what's the nearest thing uh it would be a uh dining table full of a giant feast for billionaires great okay so they lob that and hop on it and they're like haha i'm out of here and then chunk. and that's that's the end of that because it turns out there's a lot to disagree with uh when it comes to the status quo Am I right, guys? I'm fucking tired. <laughs> let, let's let's think of like a happy world-building idea. Maybe mixtress disagreement is just like this super young, queer as fuck artist who's fighting against the system, you know, and they're no, trying they'd to... be like a debate team person. Mm. They their art is debate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they maybe they're like a poet or something. They they weaponize their words. Because, you know, the pen is mightier than the sword or the flying table in this particular matter. If I had more faith in any one of our abilities to create rap, uh, rhyming <laughs> rap on the fly, I would suggest this hero, someone who, like, does rhyming couplet disagreement. Like a, a beat poet. Yeah, pretty much. So you can just imagine them dissing someone into the grave. <laughs> just like, hey now, you're, you're beating up Robin Hood. But with that kind of ability, you could be helping those that you should because the wealth isn't where it needs to be. And that means that you needs to be kicked out. I, don't, I can't rap. I can't. Oh, you tried. I, you know, I... Can, I. can I get some clicks? Can I get some clicks? C- congratulations for trying. Thank you. Um, rap, rap, free, freestyle rap is... Um, I, th- I don't, I don't want to end it on me failing at freestyle rap. One more idea. <laughs> one more idea. One more idea. Um... Something happy. Oh, I, I just pictured all of our government going through a guillotine. That made me happy. <laughs> oh, I've I've perked a right way. Thank you all so much for listening to this Escape from Reality. Yeah, if, thank you. If you want to help <laughs> us um, rise above it all, I guess, uh, Josh, give them the heads up. Um, then you know what to do. You can uh, review us. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Twitter, um, any kind of social media, really. Um, is appreciated and if you 
can either tell us if it's somewhere we don't know about, or um, <laughs> if we do find it, we'll stick your name in our name guillotine and we'll chop you up into a superhero. Ooh, uh, mm. we'll, 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 we'll cut you in on our little deal. <laughs> yeah, and that works. Um, yeah, so Save. We'll, so yeah, I mentioned our Twitter, which is BBR underscore podcast. Um, every Wednesday after the episode, uh, we'll be posting up our recommendation. Um, and the Monday-ish after that, uh, we'll be posting up an illustration done by Jane. I say this every, every episode, but it should be a good one. should be a fun one. <laughs> I've already got a very vivid what it's going to look like. There's a lot of potential motion, which I, I think suits it well. Give him a real supple neck. Well, I don't know if I can do that with the perspective I have in mind. Oh, perspective, eh? Yeah. Looks like someone's got a lot of ideas about how to artistically render this particular illustration. Mm. Um, but I suppose we'll find out on that Monday. Mm. Yes, we will. Um... And if if you're feeling bummed out by the politics, don't worry. Uh, there's plenty of one. There's plenty of good people doing the right thing. Two. There's plenty of ways you can enact change or at least influence change in in your local jurisdiction, neighborhood, country, wherever you may be. Three. And this is Dean's final thought. The, I'm having sp- another one. He's sitting down on a stool, and a little spotlight comes on, just purely to him. <laughs> What's that behind me? Oh, it's a it's a somber brick wall. Yeah. Microphone in my hand. Oh, I must be having a final thought. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> it's okay. Guys, just um just You've been bitten by a radioactive podcast. Uh I am Josh. I'm going first. Randall. I'm Jade. Wow, I can't believe you just did that, Sarson. <laughs> I'm Dean Dunn been interrupted but night, <laughs> but I'm okay with it because I'm a rambler. Goodbye, everyone. Good night. Bye.